I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act by the sink a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh Mom stuff. Uh huh. Disciplining you (laughs) in some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Thanksgiving from Clay Travis, Buck Sexton, and everyone here at the EIB Network. You're listening to the best of Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Welcome in. Hour number two, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton show. As we start off the second hour here, try to be as honest with you guys on a daily basis as I can. So you can imagine this morning when I was going through the mail and I see that I have received Buck for the first time ever an IRS audit notice. Now, I bring this up. Because one of the first things I was told when you and I started this show in 2021 was expect that you will be you will be audited every year when there is a Democrat in office. And I kind of just laughed it off. I was like, yeah, you know, I've never been audited before. I'm not anticipating that I will get an audit notice going forward. I mean, I'm 44. I've been filing tax returns for 25, 26 years, whatever it is at this point. And I got an audit notice this morning. I saw it on my counter. They come in the mail, for those of you who have never received one. And we now have a meeting that's going to be scheduled with an IRS agent in the future. Now, couple of things that immediately jump out to me. I'm not independently wealthy. So my parents never made more than $50,000 a year. So it's not like I've got hundreds of millions of dollars in assets that I inherited sitting off at some offshore account that I haven't been paying taxes. Pretty much, I pay taxes on what I directly earn. In fact, that's pretty much the case in general. My wife does not make a, a massive income. Everything that I pay 
is something that I have made in my own life. I haven't inherited some massive sum of money that's making my tax returns complicated. And so I don't think that there's any way that this is coincidental. That I've been doing talk radio for 15 years. I've been in the media, primarily sports media, for a long time. And over the last decade or so, I've started to make pretty good money. Didn't have a lot of money you know, a decade or so ago, I started to make pretty good money. So it's not like this is the first time where I've ever turned in a tax return and had to pay a lot of taxes. And I have paid a lot of taxes. Trust me, when I write that check for the IRS, it definitely creates heartburn because I know that it's going and it's mostly, in my opinion, going to be wasted by the federal government. I think I could use it better, but I know a lot of you feel that same way. But this is, I think, just emblematic of the two tiers of justice that exist. Because as soon as I saw this audit, I couldn't help but think, wait a minute. Hunter Biden, the president's son, has refused to pay taxes for multiple years on millions of dollars in foreign income that he got trading on the Biden name. And he's actually even got the audacity this week to write an editorial to USA Today arguing that he's being targeted because of his politics and it's being weaponized against him and that they're taking advantage of his drug-addled state to try to make him look like a criminal. And I just sit here and I think, wow, the IRS knows what I do for a living and as soon as I enter into politics officially and start to talk about politics in a way that could be a threat to the administration in power, Joe Biden, I immediately get an IRS audit notice. But Hunter Biden cannot even file a tax return for years, can owe eventually millions of dollars in back taxes that he doesn't pay off, and nothing happens to him at all? And me, who just sits here talking on a radio show... Gets hit a, with an IRS audit the it's very actually worse. first year that I joined the show. It's worse than you say, and and I'm sitting here, of course, and of you know, not not to make this, you know, I, I'm 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 ride or die with my buddy Clay, no matter what. So as soon as he got this, I was like, oh man, that sucks. But then within about half a second, of this, I was thinking, <laughs> you're oh, next. Um, you know, let's hope not. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. I, you know, just little old me. You know, leave leave me alone, IRS. Um. Clay, it's not just what you said, though. It's actually worse than that because um, a huge part of of all of this, of of when you know when people are uh, being harassed by the government or being you know investigated by the government, audited by the government, is whether or not you kind of get into the into the mix in the first place, right? Whether you get on the radar, I guess you could yeah. say. It's not like you're on the radar and it's just political and Hunter never made it to the radar. Hunter was on the radar and they looked and he clearly did not pay taxes. Correct. And they sat to run out the statute of limitations for his benefit. Correct. So this is not just like Clay gets audited, but like Hunter didn't. Oops, because they'll say that's just the luck of the draw. No, no, no. There's no luck of the draw here with regard to Hunter. Hunter, they was clearly doing. First of all, the tax evasion probably could get him a money laundering too. I mean, if they wanted to, no doubt, completely 
uh, completely, you know, gone after him, thrown the book at him. But instead of that, they they basically, I mean, they protected him, right? Because if, if whoever's investigating it on the federal side, if they sit and they say, well, we're just going to not do anything for five years and let this expire, that's it. That's all she wrote. Now no one else can come along. It's effectively as good. It's like a de facto pardon is yeah. what they did for him on the tax charges, at least the worst, you know, the most serious of the tax charges. And, um, yeah, no, there's no, there's, there's not going to be any of that in a Biden administration for you. So, yeah, and he is... didn't even file, right? I mean, I filed, I paid a ton of taxes. I'm confident in my team, but we're still going to have to spend probably several hundred thousand dollars to go through the process of sitting down with the IRS agent. To your point, Buck, the process is the punishment in many ways. Like the fact that they make you go through this yeah, of course. is designed to create the punishment to let them know that they can do it to you. Uh, I don't think it's coincidental, like I said, that this happened. And by the way, many of you who've been listening to Rush for a long time know that Rush was audited by the IRS all the time as well. In fact, I had when I texted the staff and said, hey, guess what happened? They said, oh, let's go back. We'll find Rush talking about this. Here is a uh, from the archives Rush talking about being targeted by uh, tax enforcers as well. I've been audited every year in New York since I moved out. The last three years, 05, 06, and 07, and I just got another request for documents that is the most outrageous form of harassment. I've already proved to them 14 different ways. Where I have been in this country every day for the last three years, 14 different ways. They have asked for things. They, they, it's just, it's, it's, it. Nothing more than pure political harassment now. I feel Play. fortunate that I live in Tennessee, so at least you know, like yeah. in the good state of Tennessee. But this is the federal government that is, you know, trying to put down their big foot of justice on me. And again, I'll just point out, I had a big radio show for a long time when I was doing sports, making good living. Nobody like paid attention to me at all. Suddenly I come on this show and I start saying, hey, Joe Biden's a crappy president and Joe Biden's IRS department. Boom. We get the audit well, notice. You know, with with Rush, as, as you heard there, it was actually I mean, I'm sure it was also the feds, uh, you know, the IRS, but it was New York State. Right. Which, you know, so now this hits home for me as somebody who has left New York State. And now I feel like every day I want to do the show and do a stream where people could see it like, hey, see the palm trees, folks? See the palm yeah. trees? I'm in Florida. I am not in New York. Just because um, I, New York is the most aggressive state about this and is only going to become more aggressive because people have had enough and and they recognize that uh, that you know the, ser- the goods and services that they think they're paying for is not really what they're getting, that the management of particularly New York City has been, de- has been uh, deplorable. Can we use that word again? I feel like they, they, you know, that word got used for other things, but has been deplorable in recent years. Um, and 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 what you see is that in New York, instead of saying maybe we should want to bring high earners back in, or we want to change the tax structure and make things more friendly for people who are trying to build wealth, what New York does is we're just going full Stasi now. You know, yeah. we're, we're just gonna. We're going to California too. Gonna... They're talking about tracking you down if you leave California and trying to make you pay California state income tax. Well, they've California's even discussed trying to do like retroactive taxation. That's what I'm saying, like chase you for years, which is just 
I mean, it, it's just insane. Look, it's it's the kind of thing that I think eventually would make its way up to the Supreme Court. It's clearly unconstitutional. But these states are desperate. You know, it was just, um, you know, our friend Carol Markowitz Clay was on her podcast, which is on the Clay and Buck Network, which is fantastic. You should subscribe to the Clay and Buck Podcast Network just by going on the iHeart app and you'll get all these podcasts. And she was on that show. Uh, she was on, uh, or rather, she played a clip. Sorry. She played a clip of Cuomo, former Governor Cuomo, bemoaning what New York is doing, which is chasing. You don't need to lose that many high earners in yeah. New York City before you can't pay the massive state budget uh, that it currently has. And you add into that $12 billion plus of expenses for the migrants that have uh, have arrived in New York that you know, the illegals that are all their expenses are being paid by the taxpayer. And you realize you've got you've got a real problem. So, you know, people I'm just going to say this in a free society. People should not live in constant fear of the tax authority. You know, there's something to be yeah, said. There's, there's a problem here in a free society. People who operate in good faith, who are trying to pay their taxes, should always feel like, all right, it's fine. I pay taxes, you know, maybe. But they don't feel that way here. And they don't feel that way here, not just on the federal level, depending on the state you're in, at the state level as well. And and that's there's something really it's really wrong. Uh, there's something uh, deeply unjust about the way this functions now, and the fact that there could be political that there is political targeting as well. Oh, it's an accident that they audited Rush like ten years in a row in New York, please. Yeah. Or it's an ad like whatever you think about me. There's no way that a supervisor didn't. Google, hey, what does Clay Travis do for a living before if they didn't know already? I don't think I let's put it this way. I don't think the IRS agent who is doing my audit, I'm gonna sit across the table from him and he's gonna say, I love the show. I listen to the show every day. You are amazing. I bet he's gonna be a dyed in the wool Biden Democrat voter. And I don't think it's a coincidence that my name gets pulled. Uh, for the first time ever. Yeah. But right you're lucky, because you can show. be like, you, you get to do the whole, hey, man, what's your favorite What's your favorite football team? Who do you root for? <laughs> you and then you're just going to be good that. to go, you know? If it's me, know, I'd think... be like, sir, does noise bother you as well? You know, I don't have that. I think this guy probably hates me, and I think his supervisor probably hates me. But you know why? Because we're right, and they're wrong. But it's definitely designed to actually create the message Hey, we're paying attention. We will be difficult. You shouldn't have spoken out like you have show- spoken out. I just, I refuse to believe this is a coincidence. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-GOLD. 
Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back, everybody. Clay and Buck show. Um, and uh, we're going to get into some interesting news the next hour. Clay, can I have, can I have permission um, to talk about something that is completely and utterly frivolous and, and unserious for a moment. I think, like, I think there's probably a lot of people, Buck, that would love something completely frivolous and unserious uh, in general right now. I, I kind of need it. I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest. Like, I, I, I want to go back. Like, I got it. Was, it's emo- the first hour is a little emotionally taxing. Yeah. You know, and, you know? so, so with, with, you know, if, if I may, I'm going to hard turn here to just we're just we're just going to take a breather together, everybody. We're going to take a breather together and talk about something that has nothing to do with anything of any importance whatsoever. Um, I, I thought it was just you know something that we could all take a moment with. That it's uh, there's a there's a program or a, a contest that they hold um, at the Katmai National Park and Preserve in Alaska for fat. The fattest bear. Yeah. Have you seen this? I love this. I love fat. It's Fat Bear Week, I think. Fat now Bear that Week. Do. Yes. That's right. Fat Bear Week. They say that they have found their fat bear <laughs> and that the fat bear is, quote, a queen that's thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. <laughs> so this is, they do this because the bears, as you all know, um, they fatten up for the winter and they go into hibernation. So they have these, these grizzly bears that get to their absolute i mean as a as a as a human this would be kind of fun right think about this imagine if your job clay was to just get truly as fat as possible knowing that you're then going to get to take a nap for like four months or whatever it is wake up and be skinny like you got a six-pack when you wake up but your job is to get as fat as possible and they they found this uh this one mom they said uh thicker than a a bowl of oatmeal (laughs) which I just think is a funny way to put it. 
Um, and uh, and yeah, I'm trying to find out what the actual I, weight of the fattest bear for Fat Bear Week is. I'm I'm worried about becoming a fat bear myself as we go into the winter, and I bet there's a lot of people out there thinking about this too. I'm already so I'm going to Florida to, uh, later tonight because it's fall break. And uh, I told you about this, right? When I went to the uh, the water park with the boys, um, and uh, and I'm like, it's not a good combo to be somewhat famous. I would say I'm maybe more infamous than famous and fat, uh, and at a water park. So, like, my goal for the <laughs> my goal for the coming season of water parkdom, which will start in the south, probably with, at least with my boys, like April or May. I got to I got to take some LBs off. So I have some sympathy for the fat bear uh getting ready for fat bear week. I imagine there's a lot of people out there who have sympathies as I well. Mean, sometimes I kind of feel like the fat bear, <laughs> yeah. you know. It's you know, we, we we've all been there, right? But it's it's a bit of a, a bit of a celebration of bears who are just kind of living they're living their best lives, eating a lot of salmon, very high in omega threes. You know, does the, the salmon good, good does sound content. really good? You know, the, the the challenge where I am in Tennessee, you know, there's bears spreading everywhere. Buck, there's so much food now that bears, a lot of them don't hibernate anymore. Like they did, did you know this? This has become an no. issue. They they end up with diabetes. I, th- I I swear I think I'm correct on this. Like in the Gatlinburg area, Smoky Mountains, there's so much extra food there now. Dumpsters, everything else. The reason they hibernated was it used to be hard for a bear to find enough to eat, so they would go sleep and hibernate. Now they can find food year round, but they're eating so much that not only are they becoming fat, but they're getting like way more fat in their diet. And I think we're actually giving bears diabetes. I swear I'm not making this up. I think this is actually occurring all over the Smoky Mountains now. Bears can get diabetes. I, th- I think I- I'm going to put our crack research team on it. I don't want to misinform everyone, uh, but I believe that bears can get diabetes. I think I- I that happens. Like, I-, I feel like there could be some fat bear shaming going on right now. You Fattest know? Like- bear. 1400 pounds buck our crack research staff i think that bear may have diabetes i'm just tossing it out there i mean i think that bear just has a netflix subscription and (laughs) knows how to get to the freezer easily welcome back into clay and buck we're joined now uh on the eve of veterans day by our friend frank siller of tunnel to towers yesterday was the grand opening of the tunnel to towers houston veterans village a fully converted 161-room hotel that will provide permanent and transitional housing as well as services to more than 100 homeless veterans from Houston and surrounding areas. Frank, thanks so much for being with us, and thank you for all the work you do. Well, thanks for having me on today. And, yeah, it was it was spectacular. We had over 1,000 people show up because, you know, the community is really vested into what we're, we're doing. And, you know, Dennis Quaid and Andy Pettit were there, and they're both, you know, from Houston. So they uh, and they've been very much involved with us uh, at the foundation. So they were there to show their support. And it was a a beautiful day. But most importantly, we got over, you know, 100 homeless veterans into these uh, uh, permanent housing for most of them and some transitional for the younger guys, because we want them to transition out back into society. Um, So it, it was a it was a beautiful day. No doubt, Frank. I uh, appreciate you coming on with us. Um, the amount of work you guys are doing is incredible. And I know you've got so many different projects that you're working on right now. But I had the good fortune to be with you at Liberty National. And one of the things that you're focused on now is trying to really go after homelessness in the veteran community. For people who may not have heard about what you're doing in that arena, Explain what your concept is and what you guys have been capable of achieving already and where you can go from here. Okay. 
Well, we're so proud of it, and you're right. So I, I want everyone, your listeners, to know, because I'm sure many of them already do the $11 a month, you know, to make sure that we take care of all the catastrophically injured service members and first responders and Gold Star uh, that, uh, families that have someone dies in the line of duty that leave young families behind. So, And to prove we're still doing that, we paid off 50 mortgages or built, uh, delivered 50 mortgage-free homes today, today for Veterans Day. So uh, I want people to know that we're fully committed. We're never not going to do that. Every firefighter, every cop, every first responder, every Gold Star family that, you know, have young families uh, die in the line of duty, we're going to take care of them forever. And that includes the catastrophically injured with the smart homes. So that is why we did 50 houses today. That being said, there is a tremendous homeless problem amongst our veterans, and it's just unacceptable. You know uh, that it, on the battlefield, uh, our men and women in uniform would never leave anyone behind. So why is it that they come back into the States and we're leaving them on the street? It's disgusting. It's disturbing. And it's just not right. So we, you know, we've been watching it for years and we've been talking about it for years to do it. And, and now we are, you know, started over the last year uh, plus, And we're proud to say that this year alone, think about this, this year alone, 3 thousand homeless veterans into their own residence and um and we get them to wrap around uh comprehensive services they need and so what does that mean comprehensive services because we know we just can't put a roof over the head because uh, at one point they did have a roof over the head and they and they weren't able to assimilate back into society so we get them employment ass- assistance job training benefits assistance because a lot of them get benefits and you could use them for you know for their rents and 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 other things educational assistance get them back you know some of them back at school there's a certain amount of credits away from college and and you know get the get them in a place where they could get a better uh, get a job or a better job and financial budget management legal advocacy medical care access they don't even know what they have uh, a lot of these guys, well, they don't have the, uh, the 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 help that needs them to get to the point where they could get everything that they need medically, and of course, mental health support and counseling, uh, not only for PTSD, for addiction, and for other things. And there's a lot of mental illness, but it all mainly it comes uh, from PTSD, as we well know, because of what they did, you know, serving our country. So we have these on site. So this village that we have in Houston, it's state of the art. So we have a, we have like uh, three floors. The first floor is all these services that I just mentioned. We have them on site, on site, and um, and we're close to pretty close to a VA center to take them to get them all the you know uh, uh, you know benefits and assistance that they need, medical care that they need, and um, and it's just a, a beautiful way to get them back into society. So they have their own apartment. It has a kitchen. It has a bathroom. It has a bedroom, it has their own TV. It gives them back some respect, you know, and dignity and hope into their lives. And we hope to give them back their lives. So we're not only doing that, we're building these 500 square foot, what I call comfort homes, to give these great heroes back some comfort. And these are mainly for the older, let's say Vietnam War veterans that have been on the street for God knows how long. And it's, and we're putting them in these villages, so they have we have these you know, uh, um, renovated hotels, and now in the parking lot, in the adjoining area, we have in Houston, we're doing uh, approximately 20 of these comfort homes, 
and creating a village with a common area and people can grill and people, you know, it's a great place for people to heal together. They were crying yesterday, these veterans that were moving in. They were crying. They said, you don't know what we've been living in. You don't know the cock, uh, cockroach infested and rat infested and uh, the kind of what they were living on the street. It was disgusting. And they're in there and they're crying. They said, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And so many people care. They got hope and dignity back. And I tell you, it was just it was just a beautiful day. We're talking to Frank Stiller of Tunnel Towers, an amazing organization that we're very proud to be partnered with here on this show. Um, Frank, you did the Houston Veterans Village event yesterday. Just give us a sense of what some of your plans are going forward into the end of the year here and for next year to help our veterans and, and keep our sacred vow to support our veterans and, and what T2T is going to be up to. Well, we, we're doing this all over the United States. We're buying different hotels. Uh, we have one in Atlanta, Detroit, and um, we just got a, a big piece of property in uh, in Pennsylvania, um, Florida. We we just land being donated to us in, in Florida to build uh, uh, these type of ground up uh, uh, facility. Uh, but it's all over the United States. And a lot of it is warm climate because that's where a lot of homeless veterans are. Because you know it's like. Sad to say, it's easier then to survive in a warmer climate than a, than a colder climate. But we have a national case management network. So let's just say, for instance, I don't have a village. I can't have a village everywhere in the United States. You know, uh, will I have 50 of them? Yeah. Will I have 100 of them? Absolutely. Will I have 250? No doubt about it. But I won't have 5,000 of them. And, um, and there's homeless veterans all over. So I have a national case management, and we work with the VA. And uh, when we find out about a homeless veteran, and sometimes they're not even on the street, well, you know, they they only really want a chronic homeless person to be, you know, described as a homeless person out there for six uh, over six months, let's say a year or two years, uh, before uh, they really can get the help. Uh, but we'll take somebody that's on the street that they might not qualify as a homeless person with our national case management network. Let's say for three months they're out there. You go on the street for three months, you, you, you're homeless, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and we could get them into their own apartment right away, uh, work through a VA, help them get a, a, a voucher. And, the, you know, the VA, will, you know, through HUD, uh, subsidize, subs, uh, you know, through HUD and, and, and the VA uh, system uh, to get them into an apartment. Uh, and, yes, they put some money towards it. But we want them to. Uh, and once again, we want them to assimilate back into society. But we have our case managers. This is the beautiful part about Tunnel to Towers. Employees from Tunnel to Towers, professionals, work with these great heroes to make sure they're getting everything that they have to get to once again assimilate back into society. I'm not just putting a roof over their head. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's the way it used to be done. Some other great organizations have been working very hard on it for years. I tip my hat to them, but it's, this is the way that it has to be done, and we are going to eradicate it. I should say your listeners and Fox are going to eradicate it because these are the ones that are donating $11 a month. Once, you know, you go to T2T.org, $11 a month. It's incredible when you have you know, a million people come together, how much that is per month, and we make sure uh, that we take care of these uh, great heroes. Frank, you're doing great work. I will see you in Nashville next week. I know we're going to help do some oh, more yes. events there, but uh, there are a lot of people out there who are veterans as we get ready for Veterans Day and need the help. You can check it out at T2T.org. Frank, see you next week, my man. 
I'll see you next week. God bless. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com the number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever. And it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to a hundred dollars. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code Clay. That's C L A Y to get set up and get a deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. We are joined by Vince Vargas, former U.S. Border Patrol agent. His book Borderline: Defending the Home Front has an inside look at the U.S.-Mexican border through the eyes of a former U.S. Border Patrol agent who also served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, Vince, I'm sure you're seeing and and hearing all of the discussion about fentanyl coming across 
our southern border and the impact it's having in the country. If you were yes, given the opportunity to address this issue, what is the best way to try to make the border more secure and also stop the flow of illegal drugs through our country? What should happen? What would work based on your experience? <laughs> That's a loaded question, complex as it comes, but uh, it's multiple different layers, right? We, we are incentivizing a lot of the illegal immigration that comes across. And so when you do that, it causes mass influx, which actually makes it harder to stop things like drug smuggling because the inundated agents on the border uh, don't have enough personnel to cover everything. Uh, on top of that, you know, the, the, it's, it's Chinese drugs kind of are coming across. It's been proven to, to come across up through the southern border and through the cartels, who even the cartels themselves are not happy about at the moment, but they're still making money off it. And so it's a very complex question comes down to just securing our borders better, right? Having more personnel on the borders, having more support systems on the borders, as well as, um, you know, this, this whole thing with, with the illegal immigration of bodies just creates uh, more chaos down there, so it's harder to manage. Vince, it's Buck. Thanks for being with us, and uh, appreciate your service with the Army 75th Ranger Regiment in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan as we're uh, looking at Veterans Day here tomorrow. Uh, you you m- might have heard in the debate, and it's come up actually before as well as some of these candidates, the idea of using uh, U.S. military special forces to go after the cartels, cartel leadership, and you know the most violent uh, arms of the cartels in Mexico. What do you think about that as somebody who's been both on the Border Patrol side and a part of uh, special operations? Yeah, that's an, that's an interesting uh, take on the whole thing. When I hear that, it, it's a little confusing uh, and not sure how I'd want to address it. To be honest, you know, Mexico is a counterpart of ours. Obviously, we share a border together. Uh, I'm, I'm always curious to why Mexico doesn't take a, a stronger stance, but as well as, as in like deterring the cartel. But I also know the corruption and what happens when someone does stand up against a cartel. You know, they're easily just taken out or killed, and then someone else has to take that place. Uh, and so for having us do the work, or at least military, uh, moving into that space, uh, I think it could be effective, yes. I, I get my concern is I don't think so much on the military-only mindset anymore, being the fact that I worked on the border and understanding that mission. There's also the humanitarian side of the whole border side that becomes uh, a question. And so I think, you know, uh, whatever means necessary it takes to control the the smuggling side of the world would be what we should look at. Um, using special operations, obviously, they get the job done. Uh, it, it comes down to, is the country of Mexico really interested in us being a part of that and wanting to support and help them? Or is it just kind of, uh, you know, lip service when saying that? And so that's really my whole thought process of keeping the relationship between us and Mexico uh, in a good standing so it doesn't cause uh, further issues because they are a neighboring uh, country of ours and i think keeping that uh, relationship is super valuable and important we're talking to vince vargas former u.s border patrol agent uh soldier as well book is borderline defending the home front an inside look at the u.s mexico border given what's going on uh with the resurgence of terrorism in the middle east and how wide open our southern border is how concerned are you about some of these terror groups sneaking people across our southern border in order to do uh, terror attacks here in the United States. Based on your experience as a Border Patrol agent, do you think that's likely to happen? Do you think that is happening? And how much of a concern would it be for you? 
Yeah, you know, I've lived on both sides of this kind of uh, conversation, and it's very, very fascinating. Uh, because of my experience in the military, I always have known that there are people that come from the that, that are smuggling through the southern border uh, that are connections to Iraq and Afghanistan. So that's a that's something that is known, um, and so I've always had that in the back of my mind. The concern is with the massive influx of illegal immigration that happened and the lack of really documenting or knowing who is coming across uh, definitely raised the question. We know it's a weak point. They know it's a weak point. And so they're definitely using it as a means of entering people who probably should not be in our country. That doesn't that doesn't mean that some of the people, you know, some of the people come across or are, are, are have good intentions. They're just doing it wrong. But there is small pockets of those individuals who are coming that definitely have ties and connections to terrorist organizations. That's proven. There's some that we have caught already. Uh, and so that's concerned. It makes me feel as if there's a potential. And this is, uh, you know, the side of the tactical brain of mine would say the potential for America being the next, uh, you, you know, Trojan horse, if you will. We are taking on a lot of illegal immigrants that we can't identify who they are, which which raises the question, what is the intentions uh, of some of these individuals? And so, you know, that is always going to be something of concern. I think uh, why we have Homeland Security stood up after 9-11 and why we need to start addressing the massive influx of, of immigration that's happening currently. We In appreciate Vargas, your everyone, service. Check out, check yeah, out no his doubt. book, Borderline, Defending the Home Front, and uh, as we approach Veterans Day here again, thank you for your service in the Ranger Regiment, Vince. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.